Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 90. Can you believe it? Episode 90, Armando? 90. Of the, De- the Degenerates Clubhouse. This episode is brought to you by condoms. Our parents didn't use them. Now we're here. It's the Degenerates Clubhouse. My parents, I don't, I don't know that my parents they didn't used them ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I ever asked. I know it was an accident. So unless they did the pullout method, they're like, "Oops, I kind of spooged a little bit in your mom." I know it was an accident, but I don't know if it was a r- broken rubber or, you know, you, you know what? Speaking of failed. the pullout method, I don't know if you did that on purpose, <laughs> but let's get right into degenerate news. We haven't done this segment for a while. All right, we'll pull up. <laughs> degenerate news. July 10th, 2022. This just in. Elon Musk is attempting to pull out of his deal to buy Twitter. Twitter plans to sue, and legal experts believe the social media platform has the advantage. In a related story, last year, Elon Musk had twins with a top executive at Neuralink, providing further proof that he is terrible at pulling out. (laughs) That's funny. I didn't even read that. An Alabama circuit judge, James T. Patterson, was suspended after he allegedly mocked an Asian accent in the courtroom and repeatedly belittled Governor Kay Ivey, referring to her as Governor Meemaw. Patterson issued a formal apology saying, Miso Sawi? <laughs> I got caught up. I looked ahead and I was already trying to deliver the Miso Sawi line in my head. Uh, it's kind of hard because you followed up Meemaw with Miso Sawi. It's too close. Anyway. Uh, embattled. That, that's what makes it believable. I could actually see that fucker saying it. Yeah. Um, embattled WWE boss Vince McMahon paid over $12 million in hush money to suppress allegations of sexual misconduct. A bombshell news report says McMahon recently stepped down as WWE CEO after the Wall Street Journal revealed the board is investigating him over misconduct allegations and that he allegedly paid $3 million in hush money to cover up an affair with an employee. This sheds further light on that disturbing, haunted look in The Undertaker's eyes. I think Aaron was proud of that one. He was laughing before I even delivered the punchline. Detained WNBA star Brittany Griner pleaded guilty on Thursday to bringing hashish oil into Russia, telling a judge that she had done so inadvertently while asking the court for mercy. The judge warned Griner that while it is legal in America to put hash in joint in Mother Russia, hash puts you in joint. Whoa. That was, you know what? Let me say that once more without the Russian accent. The yeah. judge warned Griner that while it's legal in America to put hash in joint in Mother Russia, hash puts you in joint. Get it? It's one of the Mother uh, Russia I, jokes. I, I get it. The joint, it's like it's like a slang for prison as well. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, tobacco, marijuana, mm-hmm. hash, sort of in rolling papers, but also a containment unit for people who have broken the law, according to Mother Russia. Number one rule in comedies, if you have to explain it, <laughs> more than 5,000. That, that, that that's the number one rule? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't, finish the, I didn't finish the rule. I just figured you could finish the rest of it in your brain. More than 5,000 pounds of methamphetamine were seized this week after authorities in San Diego County tracked and intercepted a truck that crossed the U.S. border from Mexico, officials said Friday. When reached for a comment, a special agent in charge at the DEA said, Our officers will be taking a week off to celebrate this tremendous seizure of 4,000 pounds of methamphetamines. A... Pregnant Texas woman, Brandy Batone, driving in an HOV lane, told police her unborn child counted as a passenger. I pointed to my stomach and said, my baby girl is right in here. She's a person, Batone said. However, the officers were not buying it. He said, oh no, you can't expect it to have full rights. Like you said, it's a girl. Yes, I like that joke. That one was a good one. I like that one. Um... In other news, with Ohio's new six-week abortion ban in place, State Senator Tina Maharath says it's time for the Ohio legislature to give consideration to her bill that would allow pregnant people to sue over unintended pregnancies, whether the sex that led to the pregnancy was consensual or not. In anticipation of the bill being passed, a Judge Judy and Maury Povich crossover show is already in the works. Huh, took me a second to, to read that one. Anyway... That is kind of a wild law. Like, it's not going to pass. Yeah. But can you imagine the world where it does? Yeah. 
It's we're dude, the, the it, we're in the wild west nowadays. Who cares? Like nothing surprises me anymore. And that would be the most viewed daytime TV show ever. The Maury Povich Judge Judy crossover. Mm-hmm. You are not the father. It's like yes, I don't, I don't have to. Pay. Oh my god. Anyhow, inflation is also hitting Japan, drastically raising the price of fish, among other things. This has caused the Hakonon Aquarium to start serving its animals cheaper fish, leading to the penguins going on a hunger strike. When reached for comment, one of the penguins said, thanks, Joe Biden. (laughs) Uh, A beer made from recycled toilet water wins admirers in Singapore. In a related story, Anheuser-Busch has reported a hacker broke into the server where they store their secret formula for Bud Light. Ooh, that's a dig on Bud Light. Yeah, I don't like Bud Light. It's Mm -hmm. gross. Okay. Could be. Does it not taste like toilet water? I mean, I drank it because that's all we could afford in college. But it's toilet not, water? I, I, I would drink it. I wouldn't drink. I, I, Bud Light is not my beer choice now. How about that? I can afford better. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just slide an extra news story in there. I don't actually have like a full joke for this one. Okay. But I want to know if you know the the Prime Minister of, of Britain, Boris Johnson, has resigned. Ooh. And it's basically on the heels of his own party getting so fucking annoyed with him for lying constantly. Uh, and the ones that I remember, like he, during all the COVID lockdowns, he apparently he went to this whole like series of parties. Nice. So they they were real pleased with that. And then most recently, he appointed someone to you know some some uh, position who had like a history of uh, sexual misconduct and it was groping men. Uh, and then he Boris Johnson lied about knowing that this guy had this history of sexual misconduct. And it finally got to the point where his own party was like, we're just fucking sick of you lying all the time. Just get the fuck out. And his, his own cabinet just started resigning. And I think for America, that's probably like the most fantastical story to come out of England since Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Because in, in our political system, you're like, well, he lied? Okay, and what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 there's, no way, there's no way a guy has... Not that let's say Boris Johnson has any integrity, but there's no way an American no he has, has none he has none has the integrity to be like oh I bullshitted a little bit let me step down from office it's never gonna happen there's too much money writing for those fucking dudes to like you know what I mean and finally a billboard in Iverness Florida reminds dads to not drunkenly rape their daughters Whoa. reading <laughs> getting drunk is never an excuse she's your daughter not your date. Sadly, experts believe the billboard will be ineffective as only a small percentage of its target audience will be able to read it. Yes. <laughs> it's got to be like in in, uh, in like pictures, in picture form, like a, like, a, like a zero, like the red zero with the cross over it with like a... Yeah, no, it's it's just like the, the, the most confusing uh, bathroom iconography ever. Yeah, yeah. No fucking of children, please. Uh, anyway... That was it for uh, Degenerate News. I like this. This ep- this edition of it was very funny. Anyway, moving on to the world of... Yeah, what else is going on in Florida? Florida man. Naked Florida man climbs onto Big Rig, throws highway into chaos. It was full Monty Frogger, is the first line of this article. A nude man... Do, do, do you ever see that movie? <laughs> do you get the reference? I, 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 I know of the movie. I did not watch it, but I get the reference. It's... B- bunch of homely Englishmen stripping. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, a nude man threw a, threw a Florida commute into chaos last week after he scampered across several highway lanes and hopped on the bed of a semi-trailer, according to a report. Okay, wait, so first of all, there are pictures of this. Mm-hmm. Like, very gra- I'm I'm looking at this man. He did not scamper. No. At best, he quickly waddled. He qu- waddled... Um, Rolled, lumbered, ru- yeah, lumbered would have been a good at, uh, t- verb for it. And he was he was panting with exertion the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way this guy can can run across. Uh, anyway, startled Sarasota drivers stopped to observe the mayhem on I-75 at about 4 p.m. on June 30th and posted footage of the incident to social media, adding to the turmoil. The unidentified nudist executed his dash at and mount amid, amid driving rain and moving cars. Oh, okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Out of all the scenarios where the term nudist, dash, and mount are used, th- this might be the best one. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure if, if you just could Google the uh, stories with those specific search words, all the other ones that come up, much darker and uh, worse than this one turns out. Some concerned motorists called 911 and deputies took the man into protective custody. 
The man was taken by a police to a hospital. Sorry, I said that fucking goofy. The man was taken by police to a hospital for a mental health evaluation. And a circumcision. Ugh. How can you tell from that photo? It's blurred out, you liar. Um, um, uh, you know what, Mondo? I would put money. Ugh. I would put money on that. I don't know. We were able to transport him to a local hospital for mental health evaluation, said Sarasota County's Sheriff Office spokesperson, Douglas Johnson. While we don't know what may have precipitated this man's actions, it's apparent that he was ex- exhibiting abnormal behavior, Johnson told the news. But, but abnormal for where? Because is this really that abnormal? Like, we've been doing the Florida Man uh, stories for quite a while now. Yeah. And like, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty much par for the course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a very dangerous situation for the men and motorists traveling the interstate at the time. We're thankful we were able to resolve the situation safely. Yeah, this guy, um, uh, Will, like, you remember the scene in uh, in uh, Old School? It's like, Will Ferrell's like, we're going streaking into the gymnasium. And you, like, you kind of see the floppiness of Will Ferrell. <laughs> this guy is like Will Ferrell times two as far as just the... The, the scenario was like, he's like, we're going streaking the gymnasium. And someone was like, fuck off, buddy. Go play in traffic. And he took it really literally. He's yeah. like, okay. I don't, I don't know if he's trying to take a, trying to hitchhike on that truck. I don't know if, what, what was his intention of like climbing on the back of a semi? Like, what, what do you think? Like, hey man, uh, heading to Arizona. I'm, I'm coming with. There's there something deep in his lizard brain was just like, I want to get on that thing. Yeah. There was, a, I don't think there was like a really well calculated strategy that he was working off of. The funniest thing to me is that he's, he's ass naked, but he's wearing his socks and shoes. <laughs> so he thought about like, better have proper footing if I'm going to run in the rain naked. I don't yeah. want, I don't want to slip. <laughs> anyway, that was enough for a Florida man. Moving on to the world of Ask Reddit. We're only going to do uh, one question. Today, yeah, sounds good. Because, uh, I don't know, we might run... I, we're kind of burning through these pretty quickly. But anyways, uh, Reddit question number one. What are some unmanly things that are actually very manly? Uh, do you have one? Yeah. Let me go first? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I'm granted, I'm saying this from a, a different generation, but it used to be considered unmanly. For sure, with my parents' generation and even before then, it used to be considered unmanly to be able to cook for yourself like to like it was like there was there was definitely like gender specific roles like the guy worked cleaned did all this other shit i mean i'm sorry worked made the money woman cooked clean took care of the kids all that other shit so it's like nowadays for a guy to like actually be able to cook for himself you know it's considered i think it's considered pretty dope to be able to be like more independent you know from yeah like like all the domestic Stuff is is considered at one point. Although it's funny that how much does it, does it change? Because now it's like if you think of like famous chef, it's yeah. all guys. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. And, and all the angry celebrity chefs have probably changed that stereotype. It's become cool to be a chef, a celebrity chef, like you put it. And um, and so now guys are pursuing that 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 career more so than they probably did in the past. Now it's like, oh, I want to be. And then they have like a, you know, how many tattoos does a chef have? Like they just like a whole like culture of it that. Um, it's kind of cool, but yeah, it used to be kind of unmanly to to be able to cook for yourself. I always thought it was cool, but whatever. And I, I think probably sewing would be lumped in, in uh, among you know the the unmanly things. But I don't know about you. One of the things that always pops in my brain when I think of sewing was the first episode of that show Lost, where uh, you know there's a plane crash and one of the main characters, Jack, has like this big wound and he's like talking through. Uh, one of the other characters sewing it up. Oh. He's like a surgeon. Dude. I don't remember it. He, there's, I just remember this whole speech where he was talking about how he had to sew someone up, and he's like, their guts were. I, I was like, their guts was something was like. He's like, it was like spilling out of them like angel hair pasta. Oh shit! And I'm like, thank you, Lost, for fucking ruining angel hair pasta for me for the rest <laughs> of my life. But now I feel sewing is slightly more manly. Okay. Let's do a second ask credit. Was that? Oh shit! Oh, yeah, fuck. you can answer. You can read some of the answers. I, okay, yeah, but now I gotta open up the. Word. Here I got it. Okay, gardening. I've also been called a homosexual by multiple other guys for saying that I like gardening. What's what is gardening? Yeah, like what's what's so um, womanly about y- that? You know what's funny is like it's it's like if you're a farmer, it's masculine, right? To 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 get in the field, plow the fields, you know, plow, you know, plant 
crops and all this shit. Sow your seed. Sow your seed. <laughs> but when but when but when it becomes like a smaller like a gazebo or a garden or flower pots or shit, it, all of a sudden it becomes like a feminine thing. I don't know why that that is. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm, I don't know why that is. Oh, somebody else said sewing, and one of the commenters said knitting was invented by sailors. I didn't know that. Not grandma's big burly sailors. Huh? Knitting is manly. Like oh shit. Okay. Wait, this know. is a weird one. Wearing sunscreen. Nothing looks dumber than a guy who's afraid to seem girly that he gets turned into a lobster. Wait, is wearing sunscreen girly? Uh, no, I don't think so. That, that, and then I yeah I'd rather I'd rather be girly than a fucking lobster, you know what I mean? Be all toasted up. This this actually is kind of a funny one. When when my dad was a kid, a bully told him to meet him after school for a beating. Dad simply never showed up and went directly home. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that's probably smart. Okay, this is this person said the same thing. I heard cooking for your family labeled as unmanly due to men wearing an apron around a gas stove. By the same people who grill for their family while wearing an apron around a gas grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is weird. How like how like like grilling, like being behind a grill, is masculine. But if it's like in the kitchen and you're doing the same thing, it's it's feminine. It's such a goofy. It, if the flames are over an inch high, manly. <laughs> under it, no, an inch high, no, no, womanly. It's if it's outside, it's manly. If it's inside, it's feminine. Because you know what I mean. You're you're outside. You're like, anyway. That was it for Reddit question numero uno. Uh, Reddit question numero doso. Uh huh. What is the most ridiculous thing you've ever had to deal with at work? You go first. Uh, I have a bunch of stories, but one one that stood out to me was my very first gig at a college. I went into banking. I didn't I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do, but I went into banking. Thanks, thanks, Kevin, now for the job hookup, and um, I became a. What the fuck was the position? I was a personal banker. I forget the, I forget the title that Citibank gave you, but I was a personal banker, and we would always have this old lady, like in her, I swear, eighties or nineties. Like her eyes are barely open, like because she was just so old and wrinkly, and she always had like a caretaker coming in. She was like kind of lady that would walk in with a stroller with the tennis balls on the bottom, like and barely, and like would move like super slow. Anyway, she she had that a banking account. And in order for the government to continue to send her government money, she had to have a like under a certain balance in her banking account. So she would always come in. She knew exactly what day the money was deposited. She would go in that day and 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 uh, withdraw like the excess. I think it was like more than two thousand um, dollars. So she would withdraw the excess from her account and then use that money in currency, convert it to travelers' checks. <laughs> And then she would stuff all these traveler's checks in her uh, safe deposit box. Well, by the way, putting money or any anything anything that's like a currency, putting in a in a in a in a safe deposit box is illegal technically. Like you're allowed to put jewelry and documentation and all this other shit, but no way anything that that's like 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 currency mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do. It's like it's the law. I knew this, but like, what are you supposed to like? What are you supposed to do? You're like caught in a moral dilemma. It's a little old lady. You know, she needs the money to, you know, pay her electricity and gas and all this shit. She's living off of this money. But she's taking this money and turning it into, into traveler's checks and then putting it in her safe deposit box. And so I, you had to, like, escort her because she couldn't do it herself. Escort her to withdraw the money and then go into the safe or the, the safe deposit box rooms for privacy. And uh, she would always want me to be in there with her. And, like, you know, you could be alone. Like I could leave you. She's like, no, I want you here. Like to, walk. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she trying to get me in fucking trouble. But it was just, it was just silly that this little old lady knew to come to me because I was like the most patient with her. I think other people were kind of like, this lady's old as fuck and, and you know annoying. And but that was one of the most ridiculous things I've had, ever had to deal with. Putting a, watching this lady, this old lady, put doing doing something illegal. On my end, I don't know if I would classify this purely as ridiculous. It was more like a how did I get myself in this fucking situation sort of thing. Uh, the second year I was a head coach, the girls on the team really, really wanted to go on a spring break trip, which is extremely expensive. You have to rent a charter bus. You have to get lodging for you know 25 people. It, it adds up. Yeah, yeah. Meals, the whole bit. So, and I, so I, I rented a, a mansion. It was a you know, it slept 30. It was on a lake in North Carolina. I mean, just, just amazing house. The house had a fucking elevator in it. Pretty cool. 
there was one grouping of girls because I had to, you know I was had to, had to do room assignments who were really really upset because they were they were in the garage which had been converted to almost like a it was like a media like television room and it had been furnished there was like really nice leather sofas for it for I mean, guys on a team they would have been like oh this is fucking amazing like we have the biggest room we all have our own beds granted like there was you know a pull out couch and things like that it weren't they weren't normal beds yeah and these girls were like fuck this yeah. like this is it be, and cuz this this is something i hadn't fully grasped and i probably should have at that point Girls are very, very different with the way they look at things. Like, you know, for like a rooming assignment, for a guy, if you got your own room on, on a trip, like I would have been ecstatic. I'd been like, this is great. Like I don't have to share a, a bed. I'm not going to have some fucking idiot waking me up, going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. This is perfect. For girls, it's like, oh no, I'm being isolated. Like they want to be around the other one to the point where like they're actually, some of them like really would like to share beds. Yeah. So for them, they weren't, they were like, oh, our room is different than everybody else's. Like, we don't like that. Like we're being singled out. That was how they viewed it, which it, no, it makes, it makes sense in the way they, they see things at the time. I didn't quite grasp that. One of the strengths of a women's team is they're very good at supporting each other way better than men's teams. Cause like it's, it is sort of like that, like a little bit of like a herd, like we got to look out for everybody else. Like that's just the way they're wired. So that discontent spread to the whole rest of the team. Uh-huh. So on the way back, the whole team is just pissed off about the trip. It was, it was kind of rainy. I mean, I'm like, I can't guys, I can't control the weather. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I tried to <laughs> do my best. And the second part is they had all been around each other long enough at that point where this is speculation, but I'm pretty sure that the majority of the team were cycling together. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and like, it's just that, cause we had to make a lot of stops, uh, on the way back. And there was just one point where it hit me. where like, we're just driving through the middle of fuck all nowhere. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like the one guy on a busload of women who are all pissed off at me. Literally, I think on their periods, how did I do this to myself? Yeah, yeah. This, this is a disaster of my own making. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the last time I ever went on a spring break trip. I'm like, no, I'm done. Was a spring break trip like a, obviously it was like a, like a, it was like a team um, uh, kind of retreat type of thing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like a mandatory, you had to do this. It was part of the, it was part of the. No, you had to go. It was, so we fundraised it as a team. Uh, so okay. it wasn't like anyone had to, to specifically like pony up. I mean, yeah. everyone had to do fundraising stuff, but you know, some people fundraise more than others. And that was part of the reason why I rented a mansion because I guess what I was, what I was getting at was like, could they have like, if any of these girls just opted not to go, could they have just said, you know what? I don't feel like going on this trip. Could they have stayed behind or was uh, it like, like not really? Have, no. no? Oh, okay. I mean, cause we were playing games. Yeah. Like we were, I mean, Oh, uh, so it was. It was like a game spring. It was like a. It was like a working trip. It wasn't just like. Oh no, fun. no, this wasn't. No, God, no, this wasn't like just like a fun like. Yay, let's go to the beach and play on the lake. And you know, we were we were practicing and then we played. I think two or three games. Okay. So and and those those were like official games that counted on our record. Got it. Got it. That is that is how those spring break trips work usually. All right. Well, let's see what some of the redditors have to say about. Things. Some of these answers are pretty fucking long. I guess I'll read one of the long ones real quick. Uh, user dangerous underscore effort thirty three fifty five writes: A drunk guy in his early sixties who was constantly shit faced at work. He'd have screaming matches with my boss in the middle of the office. He'd call me on the phone from his cubicle to ask why he was cc'd on certain emails. They were short emails sent for informational purposes to everyone, and I wasn't even the author of these emails. And my favorite thing was when he would pass out and fall off of his chair. Call nine one one. Tony Tony collapsed again. Was like a monthly. It was like a monthly thing. Uh, I really liked my boss, and when she left, the new boss kept asking me to finish Tony's work. I left shortly after. Yeah, fuck you, Tony. Taking care of you, dumb drunk ass. Was, let me read one more that looked kind of short. User K ninety two three F writes: One time, my boss saved a hurt goat goose and put it in a box and made me take it to an animal hospital. Driving down the highway, the goose started flapping and got out of the box. I didn't know what to do, and all, and I was scared to grab the goose, so I drove the whole way there with a goose riding passenger. Nice. Pretty cool. That was it for Ask Reddit. We are now going to binge and purge, 
And we got a lot of time to talk about this. Yeah, how far into the episode are we? We are only about 25 minutes into the episode. Um, All right. Well, so since uh, on a previous episode, we reviewed the the first part of Stranger Things Season 4. Let's start with Stranger Things Season 4. Was it Episode 8 and 9, I think? Yeah, Episode 8 and 9, yes. Which were interesting. So, so first of all, bold move by the, the, the Duffer Brothers, the Stranger Things creators, uh-huh. where they're like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna we're just not done working on it, so we're going to release the last two episodes just a month after, and we're going to make episode eight an hour and 20 minutes, and episode nine two hours and 20 minutes, just because. Yeah. Well, and, and, and what they actually said, though, is they felt like last episodes of series are usually pretty bad, yeah. because the the second half is just like kind of like the you know w- what happens afterwards and kind of tying things together and so it ends up being like a really slow episode uh-huh. and they're like fuck it we're just going to make it a 2 hour and 20 minute episode so it's, it, we don't have that yeah which i i i got to say interesting. I'm, not, I'm not mad at it i don't know about you i'm not mad at the fact that they were long cuz they did they did space them out so like for anyone that wants to binge them when they release them you could binge the first 7 mm-hmm. and then like all of us were like you know, waiting on pins and needles for the rest of this shit to come out. And then they were like, ha ha, here are two little short movies. Or no, here's a short one and a long movie, pretty much, um, to wrap up the season. Which, let's be honest, it wraps up the season kind of, but it doesn't put a bow on the whole narrative of the plot of this season. It's like, oh, there will be season five and it's going to be the final season. And so... Yeah, this is, well, this is the first one where they haven't done that. Every other yeah. season, it's like, oh, we defeated the fill-in, you know, the, random monster. The bad guy. We did it. Everything is right in Hawkins, Indiana, except for probably systemic racism and uh, job <laughs> job insecurity. <laughs> anyway. Well, um, yeah. Like, no, it's it's small town Indiana in the 80s. Let's be real. I don't know. They had, a, they had black kids on the basketball team. Well... I, of course they did. <laughs> They've always been fine with that. You know, let's okay. Let's let's table this. Put, sure. a, put a pin in this. I want to come back to that. Okay. Um, so, just as a reminder, I think both of us liked the first seven episodes. I mean, I don't think either one of us thought it was like the best season at that point. But did these last two episodes elevate the season for you, or was it was it a kind of a come down from the first seven? Um. I wouldn't, I you know, because looking forward and looking what they're trying to do with the plot, you can kind of tell what they're trying to do. So yeah, I think it did elevate the whole the whole arc, like from beginning. If we start from season one to now, this season ties things up better than like season two and three were just kind of like, let's just throw some other shit out, you know, and make more money off of stage of things. The but but season four really had like we were saying that when we were saying when we were talking about the first half of the of the uh the series um or the season we were talking about how they went back and they kind of retconned some stuff yeah yeah and then they re-employed a lot of the whole nostalgia stuff that you had like going into season one season two and three like they they moved away from it season four they went back to it and so um no i i thought it did i thought season four was was done well all right at this point let's you know let's just get into some spoilers sure heavy spoilers Mm mm-hmm Episode eight is a lot of eleven in the underground facility, and was it where was it Nevada or? Uh, it, it's it's kind of uh, hinted at that it's somewhere like I think it's somewhere like Area Fifty One ish in Nevada, like the middle of the desert, Nevada. I remember them. It, it was close, like eighty minutes to Las Vegas, because they're like, we should just take eleven, and it's just yeah. And I'm like thinking, like yeah, they could probably dominate roulette. Like yeah, you know what? That's right. You know what? Fuck Vecna. Forget about small town Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Guys, just go get rich in Vegas and move to somewhere that doesn't suck. Just pick a number and put all your chips in it, and have her do the mind control thing to stop the ball in that number, and there you go. Boom. So, so the kind of the, the episode starts with uh, with Nancy. And Vecna, you know, having a little little quality time. Uh-huh. Nancy finds out his master evil plan because he just he does the classic villain thing of like, I'll just Re- tell you everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to reveal how I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to tell you everything. Which, which it's funny. There's a lot of this stuff in Stranger Things, though. I give it a lot more leeway because I'm like, well, that is like a classic '80s villain trope. Uh-huh. So it, Scooby Doo. Yeah, it is. It is funny because I, I feel like in the first season. They were able to 
recreate a lot of that stuff without falling into the some of the the worst tropes and, and things that didn't really make sense. This one, the 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 Vecna character is both scary and cheesy to me at the same time. Where I'm like, ah, whatever, fine. He's telling him his master plan through scary visions. Fine. I mean, did, did that that didn't bother you at all, did it? I uh, no, I think um, he could have done a better job with Vecna, but it wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't horrible, but he could have done a better job with him. Make him like make him real dark. I mean, he was dark, but like he could have. They could have kicked it up a couple more notches, I think. I mean, the limb snapping and eye gouging part was pretty brutal. Yeah, that that is probably like the darkest thing we've seen in any of the show uh, yeah. thus far. We're just just kids levitating in the air, getting every limb snapped like twigs. So yeah, then they they figure out like, oh, he's this is his master plan because he, now he's told us, so they know how to try to stop it, <laughs> um, or so we think. <laughs> Well, and then it, and then it cuts to to Russia with like the worst prison escape ever, dude. I love that whole Russia thing, the whole with Hop and what's her name, like trying to break Joyce, hop, Joyce trying to break Hop out, and 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 what's his name from Lost? No, wait, this is a guy from not Lost, Lost from uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah, that's the uh, Jockin Hagar from Jockin Hagar from Game of Thrones. <laughs> and that's what I was trying to figure out. I'm like, wait, was his ru- accent always Russian? Yeah, yeah. Like, was he using a Russian accent in Game of Thrones? Because yeah. I didn't know what the hell it was. You didn't know. Dumbass. But I do think it's really funny because they're they're you know they're breaking breaking Hop out and they find out that this Russian prison it looks like they're trying to cl- like clone the demogorgons. Yeah, they have like a lab with a bunch of demogorgons growing in them, and they also have like a little like like a little aquarium for the part of the mind flare. It's yeah. just like it's little mind flare matter swirling around in an aquarium. Like, oh, that's cute. Like they've got pets. Yeah, I mean, you know, when in Russia, I guess. I did think it was hilarious. So, like, they go through all this trouble of getting out. So, so it's like, okay, we're going to break into the prison so we can break you out of the prison so then we can break back into the prison. I'm like, guys, <laughs> yeah, make yeah, up yeah. your fucking minds. Yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, I kind of uh, laugh at that. I I did enjoy the whole thing with the helicopter. Katinka? Katinka. The, yeah, the, how she was like... Uh, she was not a virgin, but the plane was a virgin. And <laughs> there, there was a a very obvious metaphor uh-huh. uh, woven between this this beat up helicopter and the crazy pilots. Uh, probably the probably last last woman he had sex with. Yeah, and he just he just leans into it. That really hammered home to me how great a job that the actor who plays Maury did impersonating that guy. Maury's great. That actor's fucking funny as shit. He excellent. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff too. Um, he's the guy that does the whole, remember we had that one Reddit question about mispronouncing or it was a deal breaker with a girl that had an odd name, Christina, her name is Christina. Christina. He's the actor that does that in, uh, in the other guys. Yeah. He, he, he is excellent. Still, still one of the highlights of the show. So then, so then it goes back to the lab and Eleven finds out she's like, you know, I, I like, I like how her ability to use English fluctuates a lot. You know, even when she, cause she, she goes between like being able to only use like two word sentences to speaking like a normal human. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but she she finds out she's not she. I'm I'm not the monster. You're the monster, Papa. That that yeah. Doctor Brenner, aka Matthew Modine, was was really. She felt he's he's the one pulling all the strings, and it was his his mistakes that led to everything. And uh, so, kind of like not too long after Nancy gets the revelation of who Vecna is. Eleven finds it out from her. Her what was Nina? From Papa. Yeah. Well, she, they they stick her in this big sensory deprivation tank called Nina uh-huh. that has uh like VHS cassette or like hooked up to it. It reminded me like a cross between a uh, uh like you said like a, a deprivation tank and what they do in um, a Clockwork Orange where they get the guy's eyes and they have them opened up. And oh he's yeah, like, yeah. He's like forced to watch all this stuff, so it like programs into his brain kind of thing. Well, I can't. What was Nina an acronym for? Do you remember? I have fucking no idea, man. I don't know either. But anyhow, and then she gets her powers back because she's like, I'm not the monster. I'm a superhero again. And then she can lift a 10,000 pound tank. And then, but then all, all shit breaks loose because she's like, all right, like I'm going to go and help my friends because she does her, her astral plane traveling uh-huh. and she finds out that they're plotting to go, they, they being the, the crew back in Hawkins, Indiana, are plotting to go into the upside down and try to kill Vecna. And she's like, oh no, like I got to go help him. And Matthew Modine pulls the villain card out. It's like, nah, mm-hmm. uh-uh. Gonna stick this this needle in your neck. 
Good night. Which felt oddly sexual. There, did th- it? That whole relationship is kind of creepy. It did not. I, I get, I'm sorry, but I get zero, zero percent sexuality in the relationship. It, there's just a creepy, I'm, maybe I'm just reading too much into his creepy vibe, but like the whole thing, he just, he just unnerves me a little bit. And yeah, you, but you kind of do find out that he was the, trying to use Eleven to look for Vecna, aka yes. number one, aka what was what was the I can't remember was it Henry. Oh yeah, I was gonna say use Howard or it was something with an H, but yeah, Henry. Henry. Funny. Yeah. And then so so yeah, then you you have probably the least used crew in the whole thing because you have the the rescuing hop slash Russia crew. There's basically there's basically things going on on four different fronts. You got the Hawkins crew. You got Eleven and Nina, and then you've got like like Stone Jonathan and the pizza delivery guy Argyle. I mean, I, he he's really the leader of that group, Argyle. Yeah. I mean, if you look at if you look at how it's going, he's the one sort of driving the 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 bus literally and figuratively. And then does four hundred pounds of salt work? Will horror? <laughs> well, and then you've got you've got Will trying to come to grips with his feelings for Mike is. Are they making Will gay? What is going on there? I think, see, that's something that they're very, I don't like, I'm not 100% about that, but I think maybe, maybe, because I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, there's like, there's definitely, he's got like these feelings. I think, I I think, I don't know if it's not that he's gay, it's that he's getting sentimental about the idea that his friends are moving on without him. So well, it's it seems one, like he's not, it could be one or the other. One or the other. One of those things is happening, but it does, it does like, it's on the border of where you can't really quite tell if it's like, is he? Yeah. You out? know what? Just because th- this, this would be one of those, those uh, Reddit questions where like, you know, something that's actually not man. Will, Will is a little quiet and reserved and he's in touch with his feelings. He cries and, a lot. And that doesn't automatically make him feminine. Fuck off. He cries a lot. You know what? We're, 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 we're biased in our view, but he does. He, that was one of the best acting moments of that episode though, where, where Mike's like, Oh no, Eleven's not going to need me. Because I, I did think it was hilarious where he's like, I mean, even you know, Lois Lane was an ace reporter for the Daily Planet, and I <laughs> <laughs> just like still can't help but nerding out. And then Will gives this whole monologue where he's he's he you could I mean it's very transparent to the viewer that he's just putting eleven in his place where she's like, you know, when you're different, you know, she feels she feels like she's like not even a person, but you make her feel like a better person for being different. And you're like, you're like, oh, you're talking about yourself, Will. Will, how are you different? Um, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Is it is very, it's very subtle. You know what's funny? It, uh, real quick tangent is Finn Wolfhard is in the It remake movies, uh-huh. and in the It remake movies, I think his character it turns out to be gay. I think Bill Hader is the older version of him. Comes out as being a, a gay. Anyway, Th- that all kind of kind of uh, coincides with you know they 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 get to uh, they get to the to, to the the site in in the undisclosed site in the desert and Argyle freaking finds the tire tracks and leads them there and this is all happening while the 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 evil generic paramilitary troop led by the angry general is going in to just kill everyone apparently yeah. and. Uh, and Matthew Modine carries the, the 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 drugged eleven out in the desert as everyone else is getting killed. He gets shot pretty yeah. brutally. That was like a like a uh, fairly graphic shot of him just getting a gut shot, gut yeah. shot from a sniper in a in a helicopter. And then you know the the gang in the mystery machine distracts the sniper in the helicopter long enough for uh, it, come on. It had the it had the Scooby Doo vibe. They're just it like dri- driving in in the van. It had Scooby Doo going with them, and then it had some Star Wars shit going with Eleven. Scooby Doo versus the Special Ops. <laughs> yeah, the the part that I was very confused by is, I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it was a much more dramatic shot of Eleven being able to relocate and then use her powers to move the whole helicopter. Uh-huh. But I was like, hey, maybe just like yank the gun out of the sniper's hand first, because yeah. she's trying to manipulate this whole helicopter while he's like taking shots at her, just barely missing. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, maybe, maybe don't do that. Maybe just make him stop shooting at you. No, sure. sure. But but I, you know, kudos to them for working in the dramatic '80s explosion with the character walking away. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it cheesy? Yes, I didn't think it was. I thought it, it was, was great. definely cheesy. It was awesome. I was a hundred percent there for it. I was like, yes, okay, you you've hit that '80s trope, and that's that's pretty much where the episode ends. I think. 
Yeah. And then episode nine picks up where, like you said, the Scooby-Doo gang reunites with Eleven. Oh, I love, I love, that was my favorite. I, you know what? The la- the very last thing in, in eight is the shot of them all, of the, of the uh, Hawkins crew, like gearing up for battle. And I loved how much like a hobbit Dustin looked. I, I really enjoyed that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dustin's hanging out with uh with Eddie and and a couple other people and they're all getting decked out for war. But yeah, episode nine pretty much picks up where now you have now there's like kind of a plan in place. Like the group collectively has a plan in place. A three part plan. Yeah, to intricate. To um to take down uh to take down Vecna. Yeah, well, so it's it's you know it's like step one, uh, Max's bait because D- Dustin is apparently the only one who can think critically in this whole fucking show, uh-huh. and he's like, oh, we now that we know that he's a number like eleven, Vecna will have both her strengths and her weaknesses, and then the sassy younger sister's like, weaknesses say what, motherfucker? Yeah, I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I hate that little girl um, character. It annoys me. Yeah, she's not the best character, but. I think the actress does a fine job. It's yeah. just, yeah. you know what? Not all the, the Duffer brother characters can be winners. Most of them are good, good enough for me. And he's like, yeah, when, when you know, he astral travels, he'll just be all defenseless in his body like Eleven. So it's like step one, lure him out with Max's bait so he can, you know, snap her limbs and open up the other gates. But before <laughs> he can do that, I, that there is, yeah, there was certainly a flaw in their plan in that, that aspect. But before he can do that, we're going to... Step two, distract all the bats. <laughs> Step three, we kill him like sleeping Dracula in his coffin. Uh-huh. Like, good plan. But I think I think the episode actually starts with Hopper realizing like, oh, we can't get back in time to help them. Yeah. So we're going to go back. This was the part that was a little bit far-fetched. He's like, we're going to go back into the prison that we just broke out of to like kill the dark matter mind flayer thing. And somehow that will help them? Question mark. Well, because it's all you know, everything's linked, right? It's like one. It's like one uh, symbiote, not symbiotic. Uh, one like a right. But he, they had no knowledge of what the kids were doing. Right. They were like on on a whim. Yeah, we they, we yeah. think this will somehow help <laughs> them. It's connected. We think yeah. we don't fully understand it. But you know what? Let's just break back into the prison on the off chance that this will coincide with something that they're doing in Indiana at the exact right moment to aid them. So yeah, they break into prison and they create another distraction by like like hurting the demogorgons that are in the prison. My favorite of that whole thing, this is the okay, this is the one thing, the one, only what the fuck moment I've ever had like questioning, where did the fuck the sword come from? Oh, that's no. They completely set that up. So if you remember, did they? Yeah, no, they did that, that. That they did. If you recall, when they had the whole group of prisoners going to get slaughtered by the Demogorgon, uh-huh. they had this cabinet with all these weapons. Oh, so like it was like, oh, look, this is the part where they think they still have a chance, uh. and they were pulling out like maces, and one oh. of the things was a sword, and in that episode the guy actually drops a sword right there so okay. they did set that up because because as i'm watching this i forgot about that moment and i'm like oh he magically just created a fucking sword from his butthole picked it up off the ground and chops demogorgon's face off well, like, well yeah that episode was more than a month ago that yeah, is yeah. one of the uh you know downfalls of having the last two episodes a month later you probably would have remembered that if yeah. you were watching maybe. them all in succession maybe to me it was just like dude what, what the fuck <laughs> so well so that that part comes a little bit later and then, and then, yeah. Then you go, you go back to the 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 Hawkins crew, and they're preparing Phase One, which I just outlined. And so it's it's uh, Lucas and his sister and Max are the are, are the bait. Eddie and Dustin are going to lure out the bats somehow. We don't know how yet. And then Nancy, you know the 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 A squad, you know Nancy, Steve, and Robin are going to go kill Vecna. Yeah. Uh, so. Meanwhile, you know, escaping from the underground facility in the desert, Eleven realizes that they can't. I, so first of all, I was like, why can't you just steal a plane? They could, but who'd be flying it? Eleven, fly it with your mind. Mind power that shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but no, they're, so, so they, they realize they can't, uh, they can't get back to Hawkins in time, so she has to astral travel via Pizza Hut. Right. They, no, it's not Pizza Hut. It's like... Uh, 
Surfer Boy Pizza or Surfer something. Surfer Boy Pizza. Let's be honest, it's Pizza Hut. Yeah, sure. Okay. So they empty out a freezer and put water and salt, and she's floating in, in that makeshift uh, float tank. Yeah, on getting ready to do uh, mind battle. Do mind battle. Mind battle with Vecna. Yeah. Uh, so, so at that point, the whole plan goes into effect. And I'm not going to lie. For me, the most uncomfortable part of the show was like phase one of the plan, which which was the... The, the bait the, part? Yeah. The, the Max, Lucas, and Lucas's little sister, Erica, I think. I would assume the intention was to, to, to have the, the real tension be Max being chased through, you know... Uh, her mind by Vecna and he's trying to corrupt her most uh, happy memory and everything. For me, I was like, Oh, the part where like, like the Aryan youth basketball team are chasing the two black <laughs> kids. Like I was visibly uncomfortable watching it's that not Aryan youth basketball team. There was a black kid on the team. Like, may I say this again? One more time. The black kid. Yeah, it was Lucas. He's the one that no, they're chasing. No, there was the other one that got killed by Vecna. Man, I, look. So all all, 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 Aryan, all I'm saying <laughs> is they have they're having the they're just the, the, the blonde haired, blue eyed captain of the basketball team holding a gun in Lucas's face, then proceeding to beat the shit out of him. I mean, f- take race out of it. First of all, that's there just, was no race in there at all. You're putting race in there. They were just a goon squad, blonde haired, blue eyed, not an accident. The leader was beating the shit out of the black kid. The, oh my god, <laughs> you're you're that's that's the at most SJW. Far-reaching SJW Dude, thing. That's you've literally done what happened. <laughs> you, you're reaching there, bud. Like hard. What, what was the one character not hard. white, blonde hair, blue eyes? Yes one or no? Yes one or no? The, one of the other kids that was chasing after Lucas happened to be also black too. What? What was he there during? During he got this? killed by Vecna. But was he there? Yes or no? So yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? This was he how, there? This is how liberal. Yes defends, or no? This is how liberal defends his stupid. Make believe land stuff. It's not making believe. Blonde, blonde hair, blue eyed kid beating the shit out of the black kid. I think our listeners are are are, are not seeing it. I mean, I'm not going to speak for them, but you're they're, you're, they're not seeing it. Not, you, oh, Freudian slip. Oh my god. No, I mean that that kid was was a villain, and to be honest, I, I mean I was joking about it earlier, but like racism in small town midwestern towns in the 80s. A very, very real thing. I think you're reaching pretty hard. I'm not. I really, I really no, I'm not, Mondo. Not at all. There were other black kids on the basketball team, dude. One of them was after Lucas. He was black. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're right. Right. There was another black kid, so therefore racism doesn't exist. You're, but you're, you're correct. But you're implying that the, the team going after Lucas, it was a race-inspired thing. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I, that, that part you had... Blonde haired, blue eyed kid pulling a gun on like the one so black character in the show. They're different things. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no, no. You're, you're connecting you're, dots that don't I'm exist. Not, you're reading into what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, that in the context of the show, they're like, oh, this was racially motivated by the character. I'm saying that just the, that, that particular sequence where you had the blonde haired, blue eyed captain of the team pulling a gun on like the one black character and also uh yeah there's one part like the little sister gets like like tackled and like her armpit i'm like that part i'm like oh this is just like hard to watch because it is evocative of actual things that were happening in that time period in small town uh midwestern towns i'm like dude this is fucking hard to watch so so if you're saying oh racism didn't exist in small town Uh midwest towns in the 80s that's patently false. If you're saying that it wasn't a blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid pulling a gun on the one black character, but you're connecting two different things that aren't the same thing, you're saying this is this M- is M- Mundo. I'm talking about how watching that made me feel. Okay, I can't be wrong because no, that's what happened. You're, you're right. You can feel the way you're feeling, but you're tying two different things. You're you're putting something that doesn't exist. No, it, but that's what I'm saying. They both exist. Those things exist. You just you just don't want to. You're trying really hard. Like I'm not. I said. <laughs> Anyway, can we move on? Because this is stupid. This I, is I would like to, but you Thanks. just would Appreciate not chop it. it. Appreciate it. Uh, so then, so then we get to to phase two, which was some people had an issue with it, but I, probably the most this this was this was this season's uh, never ending story song, where uh, definitely a little bit darker, but to distract the bats, <laughs> they they pull out the upside down guitar. 
And who, who was it? Was it Metallica? Yeah, it was Metallica. Master of Puppets. They mm-hmm. play Eddie Munson on top of the trailer plays Master of Puppets to attack the bats. Did did that scene do it for you? Yeah, that was cool. It reminded me like it was a very Aussie, like especially because they they weren't real bats, but they were like like a. Uh, you know, yeah, and no, I was kind of surprised they didn't play an Aussie song. Yeah, yeah, that would have been more two espe- on the nose. If, if especially if he would have like grabbed one of them in the air and like bitten its head off, perfect, perfect. That would have been a much better tie-in to Ozzy. Do you know what song he did that to? Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, like he. I, know, I think he just did it like in an interview for some magazine thing. I don't know. What, what would have been the perfect Ozzy song to do, to use in place of Metallica? I don't know, like Crazy Train. Crazy Train would have been a good one. It's just a classic. It's just like... Yeah, know. everybody knows that song. Yeah. Phase 2 was a little confusing, though, because it was supposed to be a big moment for, for Eddie, where it's like he had run when things got tough earlier in this series, and now he's like, I'm not going to run this time, and instead of escaping as they had planned, he tries to draw the bats off. Yeah. And I was like... I don't. They need more time. I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of there. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like... What did you hope to accomplish? And then he just he just tries to like one v a thousand yeah. all the bats. I'm like I don't I don't think that extra thirty seconds really was what they needed. Um, it was a pretty cool scene. It like made him like the like the valiant sacrificial like the guy that's willing to sacrifice himself. Like it, it was a badass scene. Sir Eddie the Banished. Yeah. That was one part where I was like, man, I don't think he really had to die. No. Or or. I'm trying to think. I think I think I have no problem with that character dying, but I wish they had come up with a slightly better reason for why he, he did it. Like it could have been as simple, and this is actually what I think they should have done. Now that I'm, I'm saying it out loud, I think they should have made the so the bats got through the defenses because they kind of boarded up and and tried to armor the trailer a little bit, and like the bats got in way faster than they thought, and he draws them all off so Dustin can escape. That yeah. would have made sense, right? He's trying to save Dustin. Yeah. But the way they did it, it was like Dustin was out. And yeah, he's they like, were both free and clear. Like, yeah, and he's just like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to run off and, and try to buy them more time. It's like you don't even there, – there were a lot of assumptions by all the parties of, of what was going on in their various plans. And I was like, that one kind of kind of annoyed me. So Eddie dies for kind of not – doesn't really – like the like, he didn't have like a valid cause for it. Like he could have, like you said, escaped, but he dies – but it does create this whole thing of like a, like the misunderstood person by you know by, by the people of the school by the community at large at uh, at the uh, at the town they misunderstood he was like he was, zero. he was being accused of being the killer of the of the girl earlier in the season so like and then at the end of the day when when the whole series wraps up they still scapegoat Eddie and they still blame him and they still think he's like the bad guy. And he like, he, you know, started this cult thing. And Mondo, that's how the saying goes. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself eaten by a thousand Demogorgon bats. Yeah. I, I think heard. that's how that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know um, what, you know what, you know, Oh my God. Do you know what that quote comes from? You just made it up. No, it's from Batman. Okay. That was, um, <laughs> that was so Jim, Jim Gordon's monologue in the dark night. I mentioned before that, uh, that the Eddie character reminds me a lot of Robert Downey Jr., like the side characters he plays in in uh, a lot of the 80s movies, 80s and 90s movies. He was always like this buddy. He was never like the lead role. But the way he died also reminded me of Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark in Iron Man where he sacrificed himself. So I was like, dude, this guy is fucking Robert Downey Jr., like a mini younger version of Robert Downey Jr., the way they played him out. You okay. know, like a... Like like in in the Marvel movies, Iron Man pretty much sacrifices himself to you know save the galaxy and shit. In in a hilarious side note that has nothing to do with the episode, <laughs> and this I only know this because I occasionally when I'm checking Facebook Marketplace, I occasionally fall prey to clicking on the stupid Facebook news stories. Mm-hmm. And every time I do it, I'm like, wow, I am dumber for having done this. I will never do that again. Mm-hmm. And then like a week later, I do it. Uh, apparently, some like pop female pop star that I've never heard of wanted to hook up with the actor that played Eddie. Really? And, but she did this by, by sliding into the DMS of Noah shop or snop, the, basically the actor that plays will. Uh huh. And he just shit posted. Her. <laughs> like, what? And she's, she's like, 
it's like, how could you, this is a private conversation. And it's like, dude, he, he's the youngest one in the show by far. So he's still like 17. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Uh, Doja cat, I think is her name, which, which by uh, the way, I, I thought that was a fictional person. Uh-huh. Cause she was in uh, remember little, little Dicky had a series that I talked about. Uh huh. She was in that series, and I thought it was a made-up pop star. And I'm oh, only now finding out that's a real she's person. A real, yeah, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these current. Like- Apparently, she's really famous. I had no idea. Yeah, but that that part cracked me up. And then, and then you you briefly go on a phase three of the plan where now the bats are distracted. Eddie Eddie's dying. They're trying to to go and torch Vecna, and they all just get caught by vines. And it just so <laughs> happens that that exact moment. Yeah, Hopper is able to chop off the Demogorgon's head with the sword. I was fine with it. I remember yeah, yeah. where the sword came from. Yeah. I'm like, this is dumb as fuck, but that was a really cool shot. I didn't remember the sword, so it made the scene all, up, all the more like ridiculous, but it was still badass. It was like, oh, by the way, Hopper lost a fuckload of weight. Like The actor that plays yeah. him like, just lost his shit. So he finally takes his shirt off and tries to impress Joyce and looks all ripped and shit, and they even make comments about how he's skinny. And uh, so Swole Hop... It was funny because in the beginning of the season, you you called him like a fat Indiana Jones. Is that, is that fat, fat Indiana Jones? Yeah, <laughs> you referred to him as a fat Indiana Jones, and all he's like, he's like showing you, Aaron. He takes his shirt off. He's all fucking swollen. Fucking kills Demogorgon with a slice of a fucking sword. Like, how wait, more? did did he take his shirt off before killing the Demogorgon? But yeah, before. Oh my god, perfect. It wasn't like at like no, it wasn't. It was. I think he was taking his shirt off when he and Joyce were hooking up, wasn't it? Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. They get in the prison or. No, no, it's not the prison. Before, it's before they go back into the prison and they're changing clothes yeah. into like comically large parkas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a badass scene for part four. Uh, and and like it just so happens they you know, they uh, torch the mind flayer matter at the exact right time, <laughs> and then apparently that's enough to free the you know their understanding of how that would work in no way justified that whole part of the the, the series. But like whatever, fine. And uh, and that frees them, and they go up, and uh, they Molotov cocktail Vecna, the real Vecna, in his in, in his, the, his actual body, and Nancy shoots him in the face. Yeah, through and he falls through a window, and then they do the classic. That was that was just the classic horror villain thing of like, oh no, where did his body go? Yeah, yeah, is he dead? Question mark. Like, no, we know he's not dead. Duh. And and pro- okay, probably. Probably the best part of the entire last episode is in the aftermath, like the last half hour, where, uh, you know, it's like there's like a giant like cross crater to hell that has opened up in Hawkins. And and uh, Mike's dad, Mr. Wheeler, just like still thinks the whole thing's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's like, oh, they'll, they'll put anything on the news now. <laughs> Yeah. Motherfucker, he's the most consistent character in the entire show. That guy never changes. Just, just nonplussed by everything. Just sitting there watching television, being like, ah, everyone just overreacting. So yeah, the uh, the season and the episode kind of end with not a real ending. Like there is like a period where where we think uh, Max is dead. Oh yeah, we skipped that part, right? They didn't. They Eleven wasn't. She Eleven tried to help fight off Vecna in, in Max's memory of their middle school dance. And she gets fucked up and Max gets, was it all of her limbs or like two or three of them? I think, I think I counted at least three limbs snapping. I three limbs snapped I, I and quite, she's blinded. I didn't quite see the fourth limb snap, but she's, yeah, she falls from fucking like eight feet in the air. And she dies. <laughs> and she dies for like a minute. And then somehow Eleven is able to, like bring her back to life or something. Eleven powers. She's she's like re she she you know like the little like paddles like clear. Yeah. She she does that with her mind and shocks her heart back. But it's like it's like oh is Max's soul gone? Because there's one part where she goes into Max's mind yeah. to try to find her and there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like Max is kind of like in a weird coma thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know. You don't know. Is like her is her soul being held by Vecna in one of those mind prisons? Is, it, is she just she's just brain dead, brain dead, and it's just her body alive? Probably not that one. I'm guessing saving Max will be one of the side quests in what is it, season five? Yeah, the the fifth and final season of Stranger Things, and it looks like the Upside Down is like made its way into the real world, 
And uh, at first, at first, the media tries to say it's like all this stuff that was happening was like an earthquake or some shit. And then like, oh no, the upside down stuff is starting to ooze into the real world. So now they can't even. Well, yeah, and then the weird sort of ash, like like skin flakes, start snowing from yeah. the from the sky. Yeah. So Stranger Things season five coming soon. Well, and it seems like this will probably be the first uh, series. Uh, sorry, the first season of the series where. Like they just dive right into it because usually there's at least like two or three sort of establishing episodes where yeah. it's like, oh look, like Eleven's having trouble at high school and she's getting bullied and like this one's like, oh no, we got shit to do. Yeah, yeah. Let's wrap this up. I I don't know because they haven't obviously they haven't written it or developed it or started it or anything like that. I'm wondering if they're gonna do like a shorter season but make them all like hour and a half long, kind of like the you know like what they try to do with Game of Thrones where like each episode was a little bit longer. So so this is what they said. They they've ju- they've as of like a week or two ago they've started writing it. Okay. They know what the ending is. Ooh. But now it's just sort of filling in. They think that this this last season will be a little bit shorter and they're gonna do the same thing at the end with like a really long final episode. Yeah. So that's that's about as much as we know about the formatting. It is it is kind of crazy that it's like they just started writing it. I would assume that there won't be as big of a gap in production because I'll, let's fingers crossed there's not another pandemic. It's like wow, when is this going to come out? These kids are going to be like 27 yeah, by the I've, time. The only thing I've heard was that they're trying to write the script so that the characters are more age appropriate with the actors. So they're no longer like in high school, but they're in their thirties or whatever. Like it might be that by the time they film and produce these, all these kids are going to be like in their early twenties, right? Maybe. Well, they already are. Yeah. So maybe they're going to be like in their mid twenties or by the time season five gets written and produced. So I think the story is going to make the characters more in that same age range. So there were, cause, cause I, they have them as freshmen in high school right now. Right. I think so, yeah. So there's yeah, just, just going to be a gate to, to the Upside Down just like chilling in Hawkins for four years? It's going to be like like a fast forward where like in the Terminator where like the world's a wasteland and like what's happened in the, in, the, in the time being. and oh, if, they, if they don't have some approximation of the Terminator, dun, 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 dun. 11 goes back in time. I was really bummed out that they killed Daddy. Yeah, they gotta kill. You know, it was actually it was funny. The the actress who plays Eleven was trolling the uh, Duffer Brothers a little bit for not killing off more characters. Uh-huh. She's like, "There's there's like too many of this. Yeah, you know, there's like, too many kids now. So you gotta kill more people off." And the Duffer Brothers are like, "Hey, this is Hawkins, not Westeros, motherfucker." Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think they probably at this point they probably do need to kill. I mean, this was this was by far the most deaths by a lot we've ever had in, in an episode. Uh-huh. Uh Sorry, in this, I keep seeing episode in a seri- uh, season. But it was only one and a half, you know, actual characters died, uh-huh. like main, main-ish characters. And can we really even call Max and Eddie main characters? Ma- uh, yeah, you could. Yeah. They're eh. not side characters. They're just as yeah, important. I there. mean, if you look at it, how, what about- no, no, like Argyle is a main character. Oh, stop. This is, really, this is really the Argyle story at this point. But yeah, I mean- they, they they were not one of the core right like the core characters were uh you know the f- you know the four d and d players eleven and and Nancy and Steve and Jonathan is just kind of there now yeah Jonathan is like the one character I'm like why are you even still in the show like you don't really serve any purpose anymore. no not at all I mean he he was out literally outshined by Argyle He's outshined by everybody. His character just sucks now. He he had the one nice moment with Will where he's like, "Hey, we can still talk. We're yeah. brothers." And I missed that. And it's like, "Oh right, I forgot you're here." Yeah, yeah. It's like, Jonathan, maybe maybe feel free to do anything useful at any point. But I don't know. I don't know. So so are you optimistic they're going to be able to land this in season five? They've done a pretty good job so far, but I think there's still a lot of loose ends that like like questions that i've got that i'm like you guys just forgot about this like that what's that one other girl the uh middle eastern number four or whatever number she nah, they just forgot that was a bottle episode they yeah, just forgot about that like you gotta bring that chick back she they, can't, they don't you know what i mean like she was uh, kind of please don't <laughs> she was kind of in a flat she was kind of in a flashback in this season sure when they were little kids you know with like baby 11 and the other kid but it's like i think if their goal is to write the best final season they just need to forget that episode ever <laughs> happened like like honestly you could you could just take that entire episode out of that season yeah and and it wouldn't affect the continuity of the show at all what if they did spin-offs with with 
like that character and you know what I mean? <sighs> Please don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It depends on what they do with it. But I'm looking forward to season five. You know, I, I hope that they, I hope they can manage to somehow tie it in neat little little package and, and you know, but it's going to be kind of hard. There's a lot of shit going on. I think, I think we will not have a Game of Thrones-esque disaster in season five where like the whole thing just falls apart. I hope not. Never know. Hey, must be the money. I don't think so. Cause like, I think they actually do know what the ending is supposed to be. Like, I think that part is pretty well thought out. We're, we're seeing really after the first season, we've seen some maybe like ill-advised ideas, like some things that don't completely make sense. Like the first season was so tight. It all, you know, it all yeah. stacked one, one thing on top of the other. You know, we were talking about the, the sort of haphazard plan of like, yeah, hey, we're going to break back into the Russian prison because reasons question mark, maybe, you know, like stuff like that. Like, Oh, Hopper killed them with a sword. You know, that like there was some stuff that just didn't, you, you had to suspend disbelief several times to make it work. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot more of that, maybe even worse in the final season. Cause like, I think they are under the clock writing, like they're like, oh fuck, we have to get this out before these kids are like, you know, uh, retirement age. I think it's still going to be a satisfying conclusion. There might just be some rough patches getting there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we hope you guys had a fantastic Fourth of July holiday. Sorry, we were gone for a while. Welcome back. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You guys are, we guys are pretty cool. Um, we will see you guys in a week. Thanks. Bye bye. Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.